Welcome to Anchor Point, where we believe that the next 30 minutes could change your life forever. So join us to consider the greatest message ever heard, the good news of the gospel, as well as sound scriptural teaching for believers, all based on the Word of God, the anchor for our souls. The message preached by the early church was a simple and yet triumphant one. They preached Christ and Him crucified. Of course, this would involve the marvelous resurrection that followed, which gave us assurance that salvation was indeed a finished work, accepted by the Father as the complete payment for sin. But a suffering Messiah was not at all expected by the Jews. They missed entirely the necessity of sins to be put away once and for all. They never saw themselves the same as the ungodly Gentiles, who had no claims on God. How wrong they were, and how wrong we are, if we have the same attitude. Christ bore our iniquities. He suffered for every one. How marvelous is the story of the grace of God. The sovereign of the universe closed his eyes in death for the vilest sinner on earth. You find it hard to believe? It's what the gospel teaches, my friend. Turn your incredulity into songs of praise. As the hymn writer proclaimed, Wonderful, marvelous, heavenly, glorious, I thank the Lord I am saved. Are you? Listen carefully to this beautiful message on the suffering Savior, and open your heart to trust Him, won't you? Let's turn again to the Scriptures, please. First of all, in the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 53. It's a serious thing to hear the gospel and to go away unsaved. And it is a crossroads for many in the meeting this evening. We trust that you'll not take the wrong turn. Isaiah 53, please. I want to read just a few verses, beginning at verse 1. Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. This is the little phrase that's on my heart this evening. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Turn over to the New Testament, please, for what really is in many respects the sequel to that in 1 Peter chapter 2. And verse 21 says, For even hereunto were you called, the apostle Peter is writing to Christians, he says, This is what you've been called to, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who When he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed, for ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. A final reading. Please, in the Old Testament again, 
and this may tax you a little bit. It's in the prophecy of Zechariah, chapter 6, and reading at verse 12. Speak unto him, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold the man whose name is the branch. That's a title of the Lord Jesus. And he shall grow up out of his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord, and he shall build the temple of the Lord, and he shall bear the glory, and shall sit and rule upon his throne, and he shall be a priest upon his throne, and the counsel of peace shall be between them both. We trust that the Lord will bless to us the reading from his word this evening. The message is unchanged. The message unchanged. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23. We preach Christ crucified. That's the gospel. Paul, at the end of 1 Corinthians, he says, I'm going to preach the same message that I preached to you at the beginning, how that Christ died for our sins. According to the scriptures, he was buried and he rose again the third day. According to the scriptures, that's the gospel, friends. We preach Christ crucified. We preach Christ because you need Christ. That's why we preach Christ. And we preach Christ because only Christ can save. We preach Christ crucified. Do we need to preach a different gospel this evening? I want to think about a man who bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. I want to speak to you about Christ's sympathy this evening. He came to care for you. He came to care for you. I want to speak about a man who bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness And by his stripe we are healed. I want to speak about a man who died. I want to speak about Christ's suffering. He died to save you. He came to care for you. But he died to save you. And I want to speak about a man this evening. And though you might reject him. Now listen carefully. Though you may shut him out of your life. Though by your rejection you may continue to pour scorn upon him and what he did upon the cross. I'm here tonight with joy in my heart to tell you of one who is the sovereign of the universe and he shall bear the glory. I'm here to tell you about one who is no longer on the cross, one who is no longer in the tomb, but one whom God has raised and who has ascended far above principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. And there's coming a day when he will be crowned King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He shall bear the glory. I want to tell you, dear friends, this evening, with all the love that's in my heart, he lives to reign over you. If you do not accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and as your Lord, if you do not come to him in repentance and faith and form, a part of that blessed body of his that's called the bride, I want to tell you the day is coming when God's going to exalt him and he will bear the glory to all eternity and your stubborn knees will bow before him and you will acknowledge Jesus Christ is Lord. Good to do it in time. 
good to acknowledge him in time as Lord, that he might be your Savior. Oh, dear friends, this evening, don't leave it too late. Don't leave it too late. He came to care for you. Isaiah says, surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Isaiah tells us about a man who brought unique and untold pleasure to God. Isaiah says, he grows up that little child that was born in Bethlehem, whose infant form was laid in a manger. He didn't come to the palaces of earth. He just came to despised Nazareth. That's where he was going to live. He was born in Bethlehem. And Isaiah says, he lived there as a tender plant, growing up as a tender plant out of a dry ground, when there was nothing to bring pleasure to God in this barren, sinful world. There was one man, and he thrilled his father in heaven, so that on numerous occasions the heavens were opened, and the father was heard to say, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. I would love to have time this evening to tell you how that the Lord Jesus brought pleasure to his Father in heaven. A man whose life was lived consummately, completely, to glorify his God. And yet, not only did he come to bring unique pleasure to God, Isaiah tells us he came to show unparalleled pity to men. He bore our griefs, carried our sorrows. The Lord Jesus knew what it was to be hungry. He knew what it was to work with his hands to earn a living. Working in a carpenter's shop. The God of the universe that spoke the worlds into being. He earned his living in a carpenter's shop. He took the wood and he formed it with his hands. The things that he made must have been beautiful to look at. They must have been masterful. But he came and knew what it was to work in a carpenter's shop. He knew what it was to walk long, weary miles to cover a journey. He wasn't one of the wealthy people. He knew what it was to be thirsty. He knew what it was to stand at an open grave and his heart to break with sorrow as he thought about a little family there that had been bereaved. And he knew what it was to come alongside those who were sick and the lame and the blind and people who were sorrowing, whose hearts were moved with grief. The Lord Jesus came and Isaiah says, He bore our griefs, and he carried our sorrows. He just came to be one of the poor people, not to the palaces of earth. He came to care for the likes of you and me. Peter says, he didn't just come to care for you. Peter says he came to die for you. Upon the cross, his own self, not anyone else, not another, but his own self, Bear our sins, our sins, in his own body on the tree. The Lord Jesus Christ bearing our sins in his own body on the tree. The Lord Jesus, he suffered by people like you and me. He suffered by people like you and me. Daily endured their hatred, their mockery and lies. Ultimately, he endured their crown of thorns, their cruel whip and their nails. He suffered by people like you and me. But the gospel message is he suffered for people like you and me. 
He suffered for people like you and me. Peter tells us he suffered sinlessly. He never did anything that demanded the penalty that was executed upon him. He was without sin. He suffered silently upon the cross. Not a word of protest. Not a word in his own defense. But he was led as a lamb to the slaughter. As a sheep before their shears is dumb. So the Lord Jesus opened not his mouth. In fact, you know and I know that the only time he opened his mouth really upon the cross was to repeatedly say, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He suffered silently upon the cross. Peter tells us he suffered sacrificially. It was because of you and me. He was there as a sacrifice bearing our sins. Bearing our sins. Peter's rejoicing in that. He's reminding the Christians about that fact. We the people of God here who love the Lord Jesus because we've trusted in him. We rejoice in that too. We say yes. Praise God. He bore our sins. His own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree. I want to tell you this evening. Would you listen to this? He not only suffered sinlessly and silently and sacrificially. But he suffered savingly. He suffered to save us. Peter says, so that we being dead to sins, we might live unto righteousness. And by his stripe we are healed. He died to give us life. He died to heal our wound. He died, says Peter, to bring us home. So that we could return to the shepherd and bishop of our souls. The Lord Jesus suffered by people like you and me. But the Lord Jesus suffered for people just like you and me. I would ask you simply again, have you ever bowed the knee to thank him for his death upon the cross and for what it means to poor sinners like you and me? Have you ever thanked the Lord Jesus for bearing your sins in his body on the tree? What a blessed thought. His own self bear our sins in his body on the tree. He bore our sins. No one else could do that. He suffered there upon the cross. He laid down his life. His cold, still form was laid in the tomb. Praise God. Three days later he rose again. Because death could not keep its prey. Jesus, my Savior. He tore the bars away. Jesus, my Lord. And up from the grave he arose. A mighty victor. Or his foes. And I'm here this evening only because, only because the Lord Jesus Christ is alive right now in heaven. It's the only reason I'm here. If he wasn't alive right now in heaven, it would be absolutely pointless me standing at this podium. I'd have no message to give you. And there would be no power for you to believe in. But the Lord Jesus Christ is alive. You remember the word of the angel. He is not here. He is risen. Come see the place. It's an empty place. Come see the place where the Lord lay. He's not here. He's risen. This moment, the Lord Jesus Christ, he's seated in heaven. All his glorious work complete. And from heaven, I can see him stooping down. And his ear is tuned to hear the cry.
of a poor, helpless, but repentant sinner. Lord, save me. But the one who bore my sins upon the cross, the one who was placed in the tomb, the one who is presently at God's right hand, I've told you already, thrills my soul to tell you again, he's going to bear the glory. He is going to bear the glory. He was like a plant that was cut down, but as the branch he will grow up. He's coming again. He has new life. As the branch he will grow up. He was like the stone that was discarded, but he's going to build up. He's going to build his temple. He was the man who was despised, but he's going to be exalted up. He's going to receive all the honor that God can give him. And he was a prisoner who was denied justice, but he is going to head up God's kingdom. He will bear the glory. Would you not trust him? Would you not recognize that in the death, burial, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, there's everything to meet your need as a poor lost sinner. Everything to make you right with God. Everything not only to change your destiny for all eternity, but everything that you need to change your life here and now. To make it something that would be pleasurable to God. He shall bear the glory. You can glorify him now by owning him as Savior and Lord. You can give him the glory now by saying, I'm just a guilty sinner, but Jesus died for me. You can give him the glory now. But give him the glory you will. Give him the glory you will. And every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess. Jesus Christ is Lord. Wounded for me. Wounded for me. There on the cross, he was wounded for me. Gone my transgressions, and now I am free, all because Jesus was wounded for me. Dying for me. Dying for me. There on the cross, he was dying for me. Now in his death, my redemption, I see all because Jesus was dying for me. Risen for me. Risen for me. Up from the grave he has risen for me. Now evermore from death's sting I am free. All because Jesus has risen for me. Living for me. Living for me. Up in the skies he is living for me. Daily he's pleading and praying for me. All because Jesus is living for me. Coming for me, coming for me. One day to earth, he is coming for me. Then with what joy, his dear face I shall see. Oh, how I praise him. He's coming for me. I commend the Lord Jesus Christ to you. What more can I do? As ambassadors for Christ, we beseech you in Christ's stead. Be reconciled to God. Put your trust in the Lord Jesus. We'd love to hear that happy news. Someone has drunk in the truth. 
there on the cross, he was dying for me. I trust that you'll put your faith in him if you haven't already done it. Yes, there is no doubt that you and I will someday bow to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The Bible says we will all kneel before Him and proclaim Him sovereign over all things. But the gospel message is all about accepting that fact here and now, of bowing before the Lord of glory and committing our souls and lives to His grace and care. Have you done that? Have you bowed your knee? You will. Why not do it now while the offer? of a full and free salvation is still open to you. If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you would like some literature that would help you understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at anchorpointradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by believers in Christ who are meeting at various gospel halls Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services every Sunday, as well as other meetings such as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. If you've been challenged by today's message and would like to know more about the truth of the gospel or of gathering unto the name of the Lord Jesus Christ following New Testament principles, take a look at our Anchor Point website at anchorpointradio.com. There you will find more information as well as the location, programs, and meeting schedules for the gathering center nearest you. Our Anchor Point messages are also available for listening and download at anchorpointradio.com. My name is Glenn Todd. Thank you once again for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for Anchor Point, where we believe that Christ alone is the anchor for the soul.